Hello everyone, this is Art Gelwix, and I'd like to welcome you to this episode of Being Productive. Since we're all about being efficient and effective at work and at home, let's get started. Hey everybody, this is Art Gelwix again. Uh, I have, luckily enough, back yet again, Augusto Pinal, one of my favorite productivity compatriots. And we got started talking in a recent episode, in the pre-show, in a recent episode uh, episode of Productivity Cast. We were talking about the challenges of working from home. And not so much from the fact of being out of the office, but more the fact of the, what it's like to work from home and why it's a difficulty. This is a, a huge topic right now. Everybody has their own theories, and Augusto and I have our own takes on it. So we got started talking about it and continued to talk about it and came to the realization that it made sense just to talk it out fully, and we'll record it, and we'll put it out as a new episode and being productive. So this will be a bonus episode. Uh, but Augusto, thank you. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you very much. How are you today? I'm doing okay, doing all right. I think I'm doing as well as everybody else is doing right now. So so did you get your coffee in this morning? You know, there is such there is no such thing as enough coffee. I, I have determined over the years. So even if I had some coffee, it's not enough. <laughs> it It's interesting with this whole quarantine at home type of thing. One of the things I did actually three weeks ago is I stopped drinking coffee completely. Uh, I switched over to tea, and I've had one cup of coffee in three weeks just to go back. Uh, no particular reason. It was more to see if I could do it, see if the change of activity would trigger any sort of behavioral changes. Um, haven't really seen it, but I do drink a heck of a lot of tea now, so... Apparently, it's just the drinking process, not so much the actual beverage. Uh, but it, it kind of leads us into this whole conversation about when we hear people having challenges working from home. Um, Augusto, I know you worked from home. You do work from home, I believe, and have worked there for a long time, correct? That is correct. I've been working from home or partially from home to now full-time from home for the last nine years. And and what made that conversation, pre-show conversation interesting was that I happened to work into my home office the weekend before. And uh, there's a couple of interesting things to, to, to share uh, that we're not necessarily share on that conversation. One is I... A good friend of mine and uh, called Michael Flewinski. You may have heard of him. He write a platform called Nosby. And Michael, uh, many years ago, began on this habit that he once a year uh, redesigned his home office, take everything out and only bring back in what he is going to use. And he began doing that, and you can find on his uh, website. I'm happy to show you the, the, the links, you know, the process of the different offices, and it's really fun to see. But what, what I consider is great out of that is he comes into this exercise to see how 
the last 12 months have changed the needs of that home office. What happened to me was the changes on my home office change, you know, and as it's changing for many people who maybe were using the home office for certain things, but now they're using the home office a lot more. In my particular case, uh, you know, my, my wife used to go to an office, my kids used to go to school. So if I needed focus time, it was easy. I could just grab the iPad and go somewhere uh, or go to a cafe or sit on the couch. There was a lot of silence, at least during a certain period of time on the house. Right now with everybody here, everybody working here, we have two little kids. So that concept of silence um, is no more. Uh, let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Question, was it, was it there to begin with? At least <laughs> Having during... three kids in my own, I, I challenged that. <laughs> no, 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 no. When they go to school, you have that silence. You're maybe no, that's true. at school, but at home, it gets really peaceful and nice. So that's true. Um, so that said, um, well, it, and I, th I think you're really on to something there because this is what triggered me when we started talking about this is I've worked, I worked a stint of five years from home and over my career, I've worked in basically every environment you can possibly think of from home, dedicated cubicle, office with a door, office with multiple people. Heck, I, at one point, I even had a desk in the middle of an open 25,000 square foot mm. warehouse that nothing else was in. It was just this giant, massive open space. And part of the challenge has always been, I think what happens is when you have a place you go to to work 40 hours a week, 45 hours a week, 50 hours a week, whatever. And it's a consistent place to go. You have that place eventually configured for how works best for you. At least that's what you should be doing. Mm -hmm. Now, in the cases where I've not been able to do that, uh, for example, working full-time at a client location where I'm basically hoteling, where I'll come in, grab a desk, and I live out of my backpack. I still do the same type of thing. Everything that's in that backpack is necessary to create that workspace for that extended period of time. And I think we have to be cognizant of the fact that when we're working from home, often the spaces we have set up as, quote, home offices are great for two, three, four hours at a time, but they're not set up for 40 hours a week, 50 hours a week, 60 hours a week. They're, they're just not configured for that. And unfortunately, we didn't have an opportunity to prep those spaces when we got chucked into using them all the time. Right, right. And, and the spaces, the needs of the spaces change and evolve as the, as the conditions surrounding the space works too. You know, I, like you at some point, work on a bag and, and I I remember when the, the day, the trip, I thought about bringing an HDMI cable and then connecting and using the TV in the hotel as the massive monitor. I, I you know, many, many years of this, but, but you learn to, you know, those tricks and how you can make that standard hotel room more productive to, 
to what you do. And interestingly enough, we don't think on that on the home office. Hence the reason I begin quoting at the beginning of this recording uh, that idea from from Michael, because this that same principle apply. Now that the conditions change and you have co-workers running around, okay, and more people in the home office, or you come to the home office because, well, pandemic hits and now you need to work from home and you may or may not have that space or may or may not have thought exactly what you need from this space. What kind of work are you going to do with this space? One of the things I've been reading is how much people missed the projector uh, to be able to look, you know, larger screen, but far away and in larger what they are thinking and how many executives use that as a thinking tool. And that's fine. That's awesome. But then, okay, do you have a large TV? Maybe you have a 36, 42, 50 inches TV. Can you, do you know how to connect? Have you considered connect your laptop to that thing so that you can replicate on a smaller scale? I get it. That large screen thing for you to use as a thinking tool. Have you considered maybe your desk is too small and you don't have a place to put a notepad? What do you need to improve those things? What are the kind of work that you now are doing at home? Okay, because a lot of people had the work, the, the home office, but the home office was really for one purpose. Hey, they start business or they come at the end of the day and this is where they process, you know, their work day and then they collect into their system and organize and all that. And now they're coming and working in that place and it's not working. You know, in a recent interview, we we're talking about making pasta, about productivity. And it is the same thing. If you, if you have only come and cook into that kitchen pasta, okay? And you are, you know, hey, I know how to make an al dente. I know how to make the sauces. I know how to make all this. But now you decide today I'm going to make chicken nuggets, okay? Chicken nuggets are not difficult, okay? Microwave, five minutes or oven, whatever. But if you have never made it, your tools on the kitchen may be completely arranged on a way that are not functional to make chicken nuggets. So it will be really useful to stop for a moment and say, okay, then what I need to do chicken nuggets, what need to be rearranged in this kitchen so I can make chicken nuggets every day or every week. Yeah, it's, you bring up some great points with that. And something that just occurred to me about the large TV thing, something I actually do frequently, but I do it Sunday mornings for church um, I have a Windows 10 laptop that I use for my own various things, and you can connect wirelessly a Windows 10 device to a Roku box and project everything from the laptop up to the TV through that Roku device without any, having any special cabling setup. And I thought about that. I'm like, that would be a perfect way to do the, exactly what you're talking about. But... If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably trying to find ways to be more productive. If so, there's a place for you called the Idea Pump. Now there's hundreds of articles about productivity, tools, techniques, and strategies to improve your productivity, and they're all available for you on either the web or your mobile device. 
stop over at theideapump.com and find some ideas on how you can do the right things at the right times in the right ways. Remember, it's theideapump.com. Thinking about it, one of the things that I miss most is a whiteboard, a big whiteboard. And I don't have that, and I don't have that anywhere in my location. And I'm not going to be able to because, honestly, there's no real estate where I could put a big whiteboard. So you're right. Having to think about what you're doing with your space and adjusting it to this new state of being. Uh, Growing up, we always used to have a phrase in my house called permanently temporary, where everything was constantly in motion. No matter what we set up, we knew it was going to be changed later on. Well, I think in this case, we have to reverse that and think about things as temporarily permanent. How would we continue to work in this space for an undetermined amount of time? Some people are going to be able to switch back to regular office spaces in fairly short order. Others, not for a long time. I know personally, I'm going to be working out of this space again till at least the beginning of, the ne- of 2021. So adjusting the space back to that full-time home office piece is really a critical part. Um, one more thing I, I did want to touch on for this quick episode. Augusta, what would be the one thing if you had to recommend to somebody the one aspect of their office that they take a very close look at that could make a big impact? What, what's been the one thing for you working from home? You know, make sure that you have a flat surface to work. Because as much as many of our work happen on our laptops, on our tablets, there is always that space that you need for the notebook, for keep notes, for keep track of the stuff. That's one of the things I see most people don't have or then have the notebook on their legs and trying to make equilibrium, making sure it is comfortable. And even if that means, hey, I'm going to do this part of the work here and then i'm going to do this other part of the work in a different place you know if in my home office i have a place where the electronics are and that's where i'm coming to work on the electronics record this uh, or record shows or edit shows but there is also part where i am into a lot of coaching and those coachings happen on the phone this is not the place for me to have those coaching calls why i have six screens in front of me. There's way too many distractions for a guy like me. So in that moment, I grab my phone, I grab my tablet, and I go to take handwriting notes on a completely different place. Basically, it's on the same room, but it's just a seat, a chair, where I have nothing surrounding. So make sure you are looking what is getting, what is working, but also what is distracting you that is not allowing you to work better? What can you do to work better? And maybe to put two desks, you know, you do one thing on one side, one side on one thing on the other. But before we go to that, let me go back to something you said about the white monitor. And you talk about connecting your Windows machine to the TV. You can do similar with the Apple TV. And if you have an iOS device or with a Chromecast, if you have a Chrome Um, Mm -hmm. tablet or Chrome device, okay? And if you have your laptop and a tablet, for example, 
Now you can connect that tablet to that monitor, to that TV, and use that as your whiteboard. Okay. Yeah, that's very true. Okay. You can certainly do that, and that that can be a huge benefit. Uh, when you look at applications, we, we counted on so many of these resources that are provided to us by the companies, uh, things like office spaces, chairs, whiteboards, mm -hmm. meeting rooms, and that sort, that we have to emulate those in the virtual space. And a lot of the tools, like, for example, Microsoft Teams has a whiteboarding capability in it. There's a lot of third-party solutions that are out there on the web that you can use for that type of thing as well. But you really have to take into consideration for yourself. And, I, and you were starting to hit on it really strongly there, and I can't agree with you more. We've talked about with, for example, Francis Wade on uh, Productivity Cast talking about time blocking. I'm going to suggest that if you're going to use time blocking to help you figure out your time of when you're going to work on things, include in that time block, where are you going to work on it? Mm -hmm. I see people who park themselves at the coffee table in the living room to work all day, or they, they park themselves at the dining room table to work all day. And I cringe a little bit, not because it's a bad thing, but because those places were never configured, designed, or set up for you to be comfortable to work for an extended period of time. Honestly, my dining room chairs are not comfortable to sit in for eight hours. Mm -hmm. So you have to kind of break things up. And the way you're talking about when you do your coaching calls and you move to a different location and you consolidate your resource materials and your technology down to just that particular effort is a great way to approach it. But we have to give ourselves permission to take time to stop what we're doing and say, okay, what's the best way for me to focus on this activity in the place that I am? When I do a podcast recording, I shift my environment a bit. I pull the mic into place. I've got my notes set up differently. I've got my screen set up differently. But if I'm working on an application development, that's a different setup as well. The mic is shoved up out of the way because I don't need it now. I have other things cleared off my desk to be able to focus on those activities. But that required a conscious design effort. I actually took a day and said, okay, How's this going to work for these types of things and simulated them so I knew how the pieces. And sometimes you have to buy stuff specifically to make it work. I actually ordered a, a um, USB hub and a switcher just so that I can have two different machines working with the same monitor, the same keyboard, and the same mouse. Because the last thing I need is two different keyboards and two different mice on my right. desk. That's just clutter. But that little switch means that I can toggle between the two and focus where I need to and still keep the work environment efficient. So if we're going to be in this state of temporary permanence, we need to give ourselves permission to go through and make the changes. Now, I feel a little entitled in saying that because I actually have a fairly decent sized room in my house dedicated as an office. Uh, I have a coworker who at a client who she's been in the same place, her apartment, 600 square feet since this started. And that's all the space she's got to work with. So, yeah, sometimes she's working sitting at the coffee table, sometimes the kitchen counter, sometimes wherever. Well, and let me, As and long, let me share with you two things for your listeners that for these people, you know, that, that are important. I have clients right now who have done two things that I think are really clever. Okay, one of one of my clients went to 
Amazon and bought paper disposable or recyclable disposable uh, cartons. Okay, they are super cheap. Okay, but what they have is you they have a double side tape on the top so you can put it in the window, let it hang, and now you have a paper whiteboard that at the end of the day you can collapse, put the two clips, but you can use and they're cheap enough that you can write in them, toss them in the trash when you are done. Okay, so so it may require you to get a little bit more creative, yes, but the resources are there. Those are cheap enough where you can, you know, put them in there, let them hang through the day so you have that whiteboard, paper whiteboard thin, and then, you know, fold it over at night so when people come back to the, let's have dinner, family time, that one. The other is I had a client who bought um, markers that you can write in glass. So the windows oh, of the room turn into that whiteboard. And at the end of the day, he take a picture, delete it, and start again or leave it there. That's your decision depending. But there is the difference is we were used to work with the tools the company could provide us or the company providers. You know, those now require you to spend that five, ten minutes on thinking, how can I make this better? How can I do this? more effectively. Well, I really need a whiteboard. Okay, then around here, what can I use as a whiteboard? You may have, like you described, sorry, this no room to put a whiteboard in here. Well, fine. Do you have a window? Oh, yes, I have a window. Mm. Great. Then go to Amazon or anywhere else for that matter, okay, and buy some glass marker, okay, that you can, the permanent marker that can write on, uh, sorry, non-permanent market marker that can write yeah. on glass, okay? The neighbors may wonder if you're using permanent markers. <laughs> and, and now use that window as your whiteboard. Yeah, see, this is this is the type of creating creative thinking that we have to apply to these awkward situations because for example if you're thinking about and, and i'll keep on the whiteboard discussion point here uh, if you're going to use a digital whiteboard well the money that you would spend on a full whiteboard with dry erase markers you can spend 25 30 dollars and get a stylus tablet that emulates your mouse for your computer and it just plugs into the usb port and it has a it's not a battery pen it's a capacitive pen but you're actually drawing on the tablet the same way you would be on the digital or on the regular whiteboard. That type of a change means that you can reach that point of functionality again. But I have to look back at, at a lot of these really creative solutions. I saw a posting the other day about a teacher who's used to a math teacher lives off of her whiteboard, needs it. Well, she's teaching from home right now. She doesn't have a whiteboard. So what did she do? She set her laptop up in her kitchen on a stool with the webcam aimed at her refrigerator, cleared everything off the refrigerator, and used the front of it as the whiteboard. That's To me, that's just inspired creativity to solve a productivity problem because to better her students, she needed that particular resource. Uh, I can't help but think that we get frustrated when we're, we don't have what we're used to and we miss out the opportunities to find new ways to do things that may work even better for us. So I think this is, this is the type of thing that people, they're going to struggle with for a while, 
And often it's one of those, well, I'm just, I just want to go back to the office where everything is. And I think in that case, you're really missing out on a chance to say, well, even if I go back to the office, is there a better way to do these kinds of things? Can I improve these processes based on what I've learned from having to work someplace else? Because when we go back to the office, it's going to be different. It's not going to be the same as it was. Distancing will be different. Spaces will be different. Uh, facilities will be different. And you have to adjust. So any final thoughts before we tie this up here, Augusto, as to suggestions you can give to people who are trying to trying to muddle through living the work life at home now? Yes. As you said, you know, look at the opportunity. You know, um, when... When you look at the framework of connecting invisible dots that I have, there is uh, the one of the pillars is the freedom pillar. And the freedom pillar talks about focus on the emotion that produce, not on the icon. And so if I elaborate on this a little bit more, you know, you have the, the example that all of us have here of the person who think, oh, I need a red Porsche convertible. And you imagine, you know, what nice is going to be driving that thing on the highway. Finally, you go and buy the thing and now you're worried about how much they will change the insurance, the potholes on the street. That instead of now enjoying, you know, all that thing, now you're worried about these other things. And you could have, if instead of focus on that, you will have focus on the experience, emotion you wanted to feel, you may have done it with a $4,000 used Mazda Miata that you will have not care so much about the potholes. So it's the same thing in the case of productivity. When you start missing, oh, I miss X from work. I miss that whiteboard. Don't think on the whiteboard you are missing on, on the office. Think what was what that what was the emotion that produced? What was the, what that whiteboard used to do? It? And then after you have that, see if you can replicate that emotion instead of try to replicate the whiteboard. Because you may be thinking, you know, using this example on that whiteboard, but you may really use a window and a marker and solve the problem and produce that tool that you need, you know, you may need index cards. Great, go and pull a pack of index cards and you will be done and put them, you know, post-its on the wall. There are many things that can be used to accomplish the emotion that helped you move forward instead of the tool that is what you are looking as the solution. This is a great time to look at those opportunities. And the reality is as we get back into outside into the offices so many things are going to change that we are going to need to use this time to train ourselves to look for those opportunities forbes was saying last week that one of the big concerns with commercial real estate is that as it is right now there is more than one million square feet that is not going to be occupied for companies that are considering leaving their employees on their remote locations. Now, and that makes total sense to me. I look at a lot of real estate, and this is a, a tangent, but it's a good one. I look at a lot of the business environments that have been set up that we're used to operating in, and they cannot operate that way in the future. So either one, what they have, they're going to have to get rid of, or two, 
they're going to have to realign it and adjust it to work in better configurations. So when you think about, for example, a modern office space that has a scrum area where everybody does a stand-up meeting, well, now that stand-up meeting needs to be spaced out. Mm -hmm. You need a greater amount of real estate in that, just for that particular purpose. You need to be able to provide the connections because people are going to be more transitive in their availability at the office than they were in the past. I don't see many, I, I don't see a huge number of companies turning their back on the, on the potential prospects of money savings and investment from having people working remotely. Mm -hmm. I think they finally got the message through this. Uh, it's a terrible way to have to get the message, but I think they finally got it, that they can do this stuff and they can, they can deliver on this level of work without having to have everybody within eye shot right. at any given time. Mm -hmm. Now, again, this, this only fits certain types of work, but it doesn't change the fact that if you're in a situation, and even, even if you're not, even if you're not working from home, this type of an exercise of creating a workspace for yourself in your home environment, whether it's a dedicated room with a dedicated desk and setup, or if it's something you have in a closet, or if it's something you just pull out and set up when you're going to use it, that exercise of going through and saying, okay, I have stuff I need to get done, and this is going to be the way I do it, is absolutely going to mean that you're going to be more productive at getting this stuff done. Mm -hmm. Yep. This was great, Augusto. I thank you very much for coming on. I, I definitely appreciate this. And I think I think my listeners are going to get a little bit more perspective into how they can get over this hump of adjusting their workspace at home to be more productive and to get the work done that they need to. Um, I'd like you to come back in the future, though, and talk about these pillars. You got me peaked here. You, you intrigued me a little bit, so I think we're going to have to do an episode just digging into those I will and love to. that thinking. I will okay. Love to. So on behalf of everybody, again, thank you very much. And for everybody listening, thank you so much for listening and keep being productive. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Thanks for listening today. If you found this interesting and useful and you'd like to hear more, make sure you subscribe to Being Productive on the podcast app of your choice so you never miss an episode. We'd also love it if you'd become a supporter of the show by using the link in the show notes. Also, please like and share this and other episodes so we can help as many people as possible in being productive. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time.